Welcome to the February 2022 meeting of the Sims Township Board of Zoning Appeals. We do have a quorum consisting of three permanent members and two alternates. Too many of us are already traveling in Florida or something having a good time. The rest of us are stuck here in the snow. Uh, feel free to join us as we stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Please call the roll. Mr. Collins. Here. Ms. Harlow. Here. Mr. Hormat. Mr. Trim. Here. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Duke. Here. Mr. Jameson. Here. Thank you. This meeting is being recorded for the public record and is subject to media and public access. We, are, we, this board, are appointed by the township's publicly elected trustees, but we are only normal citizens appointed to this role. Anything we do is subject to appeal, so don't think of us as a final decision on much of anything. Our decision-making authority is limited, and our decisions on a case require the affirmative vote of three of our members, and that's the five members, Sometimes we have less than that attending. It's still a three-member requirement. In this case, you're getting the full benefit of three out of five votes. Does anyone on this board propose any additions or corrections to the agenda? I Does anyone on the board need to address a possible conflict of interest? I do. Okay. I live in the neighborhood that's the subject of tonight's hearing I know we're being asked for a question of law uh, more in that area than a specific yeah. property but if anybody wants to recuse me this is probably the time to do it uh, we will we'll allow the public to make a comment about that if someone wants to object but it has never been grounds for the board to say we think you should recuse yourself so I don't think any of us are asking <coughs> you to do that and but if anyone in the typically, audience typically this is a this is a question of do you stand to gain monetarily from the right. outcome of this decision and do you feel that you can render a decision impartially <coughs> it's not a popularity contest right. for the residents in the um, in the attendance in the audience this is a question merely for uh, Miss Harlow if she feels that she can uh, be impartial yeah. um, <coughs> and I do okay. unless there is an objection from anybody um, mm -hmm. in attendance or on the board. Okay. So, and let's, the agenda has to be, to yeah, let's talk again about the agenda. There's a motion to be made about the agenda, is there? Um, should we move the election of officers to next month? Or do we do Is that, that a motion? I move. We have to elect our board officers. Okay. So. I think this, the situation is that attending tonight are three permanent board members and two alternates. And 
I'm the current chairman, and if we were to choose to elect somebody who's not here, that would be unfair to that person who could say, I refuse to serve. And for that reason, we're considering whether to move that election to next meeting. That's your motion. Is there a second? Mr. Chairman, yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but before you do any motions or vote on, on any motions, actually some of these folks need to be administered an oath of office before oh, they have can. have they not been? Oh, we're a little bit, that's a little bit further down the agenda, I think. No, it's actually right after the pledge is the oath of office. Oh. Does anybody have the oath? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And either I can do that. Actually. Did you want to do that? It, it doesn't. I don't know how you've handled them in the past. Have you ever done it? Oh, yeah. Do it again. It shows how it's done. Okay. There are three. My understanding is there are three of you, right? You can just stand right there. There are Joel Deutsch, Gary Trick, and Kevin Jameson. So. Gary is a permanent member. Okay. Do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution and I will support the Constitution of the United States of America of the United States of America and the Constitution of the State of Ohio and the Constitution of the State of Ohio and that I will faithfully discharge and I will faithfully discharge the duties of a member the duties of a member of the Board of Zoning Appeals of the Board of Zoning Appeals of Sims Township, Hamilton County, Ohio of Sims Township, Hamilton County, Ohio to which I have been appointed to which I have been appointed Thank you. And then before some of you leave, we'll get you to sign these. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now you have a We, we also have something that they signed. I have oh, yeah. it right here. I'll okay. make sure it happens. Before. All right, sure. Okay. I move that we approve the agenda. As written? As written. Hold the election now. Oh, Hold no. The to no, I thought you we carried the motion. I'm sorry. But we didn't vote on it. Okay, yes. Okay. So you've moved to defer the election of officers to the next meeting. Yes. Sure. Gary second. has seconded it. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 It passes unanimously. Okay. As amended, is the agenda approved? You, yes. You move to approve the agenda? Yes. I second. second. <coughs> All in favor? Aye. 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 We've sworn in, and we're now hearing an appeal. The first, the hearing, the appeal we are hearing tonight is BZA 2022-01, Yi Wing Chain and Jared Tucker at 10112 Meadow Knoll Drive, a short-term rental interpretation by the zoning inspector. Do you, uh, do you want to swear everybody in at once, or do you want to swear them in one at a time as they come up? Uh, swear everybody in at once. Do you want me to do that? Uh, no. With the general? Okay. okay. <coughs> Anyone who wishes to testify or speak, at, speak publicly tonight, please stand. 
Do you swear to do you swear or affirm to tell the truth in everything you say before this board today? Thank you. Okay, who do we hear from first? <clears throat> Good evening, Brian Snyder, Hamilton right. County uh, Zoning Administrator. Um, <clears throat> I prepared the report that you should have for this case. Um, this is a little different, which is interesting because we have three three new board members. Almost none of our cases are ever like this one. Um, so this is a uh, this is outlier. I don't remember the last time we've heard an appeal. Um, of an administrative interpretation such as this. Um, this is the first time I've written one of these staff reports. I had to create the format from scratch because I can't find an example of it even for the county. Um, it's not something that typically occurs. Um, <clears throat> so I'll go in a little bit more depth than I typically do. Um, the staff report has this all explained, um, the background, the powers of the board, um, the interpretation, and the um, appellant's um, um, rebuttal of that interpretation. Um, their letter um, that they've submitted with the um, appeal. Um, <clears throat> so the Board of Zoning Appeals is authorized by the zoning resolution to hear and decide appeals where it is alleged there is any, there is an error in any order requirement decision or determination made by an administrative official in the enforcement of this resolution. Um, that's the, that's the, the power that's granted to you and as such there has to be an application process for that. Um, the appellant has made that application for an appeal of a specific interpretation related to short-term rentals, um, <clears throat> which um, occurred after a zoning violation at 10112 Meadow Knoll Drive. Um, the zoning interpretation uh, that is being appealed um, is an interpretation from the zoning administrator for Sims Township, Kim LaPensy, um, Township Administrator. Uh, <clears throat> related to short-term um, rental uses being considered as part of the use category of bed and breakfast. Um, <clears throat> the zoning administrator's interpretation um, <clears throat> was related to a specific complaint that was received for a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb, I'm sorry, short-term rental being operated at 10112 Meadow Knoll Drive. Um, <clears throat> in reviewing the um, Airbnb website and the VRBO website, um, the zoning inspector for Sims Township um, determined that the property was being used as a short-term rental um, <clears throat> and short-term rentals being classified as bed and breakfasts require conditional use approval by this board, um, which the appellant had not um, applied for or received approval of. Um, so there was a zoning violation that was sent out stating that they were using the property as a short-term rental without the appropriate Board of Zoning Appeals conditional use approval. Um, that there were some <clears throat> letters that went back and forth between the attorney for the homeowner um, and the township, um, which precipitated the official interpretation from Kim Lopensi, uh, which is a part of the um, packet that you received, a part of the staff report that I prepared. <clears throat> so that was um, sent to, that interpretation was sent to the appellant and their attorney, um, and that is the official interpretation of the administrator that is being appealed tonight. As I stated, you have the power to hear an appeal. Um, <clears throat> in appeals such as this, um, the interpretation is not specific to 10112 Meadow Knoll Drive. This is an interpretation of the zoning resolution um, as it relates to these types of uses. Um, so what you're being asked to do is to determine whether or not you agree with the interpretation of the administrator or you disagree with the interpretation of the administrator. Um, this does not have the effect of um, 
of approving or denying the specific use of this property as an Airbnb. Um, it's not the, the case that is before you, the, the staff report that was written, um, none of these things relate specifically to 10112 Meadow Knoll Drive, but they don't relate specifically to that because this is an interpretation of the code as a whole. This would apply, it does currently apply to every short-term rental in the entire township. Um, so your decision as to whether or not you agree with the administrator has an implication on the entire township, not just this one property. Um, <clears throat> if you decide um, that you agree with the interpretation, then the short-term rentals in Sims Township would be considered bed and breakfasts and would be required to go through conditional use approval pro the conditional use approval process. Um, <clears throat> the appellant is, has, in their letter, has argued that these type of facilities should be just considered the same as single-family residents um, and should be permitted in any single-family residential property. Um, <clears throat> if you agree with that, um, this, as stated in the staff report, um, single-family homes are permitted in single-family, uh, or single-family uses are permitted in single-family homes, um, so nobody would need to get conditional use approval or a zoning certificate um, to operate a bed and breakfast in any property in Sims Township in any zoning district, any residential zoning district. Um, they're arguing it's the same as you moving into your house. You didn't get approval to move into your house. You didn't have to have anybody, um, you didn't have to have a hearing or have anybody approve that. You just moved in. <clears throat> um, and that is what they're arguing that bed and breakfast should be. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to read the entire interpretation. Obviously, the appellant is here. The attorney for the appellant is here. He can argue the um, the the opposite side of that um, that was submitted as part of this appeal. Um, I did want to go into <clears throat> just a couple um, other sections of the staff report. The zoning resolution gives the Board of Zoning Appeals the power to reverse or affirm wholly or partly or modify the order, requirement, decision, or determination appealed from and may make such order, requirement, decision, or determination as ought to be made and that to that end shall have all powers of the officer from whom the appeal is taken. Essentially, that means you have <coughs> you have the power of the zoning administrator to um, to affirm or reverse or modify um, the the order that was issued by the zoning administrator that was appealed to you. Um, so you can change you can <coughs> you have the same powers that you typically do for variances. You can approve, deny, or modify, um, and that's the that's the case in this situation as well. Um, <clears throat> the point of the hearing tonight, as I stated, is not to discuss the merits of whether a bed and breakfast in on Meadow Knoll specifically should be permitted. However, um, because the decision has um, ramifications on the entire township, um, <clears throat> any comments or discussions or questions that you may have or anybody in the audience may have related to the impacts of bed and breakfast on single family neighborhoods as a whole, um, you may be consider that in um, determining whether or not you agree with the, um, the interpretation of the administrator. <clears throat> so to that point, I want to read the interpretation so that it's clear how this interpretation was made and the, the um, evidence supporting this interpretation. <clears throat> so due to the nature of ever-changing use categories as time progresses, it is impossible for any zoning code or resolution to always anticipate every type of possible use in any jurisdiction. Accordingly, interpretations related to the use categories of new uses not specifically defined in the code uh, must be made, such as the case with the short-term rental, vacation rental properties, um, such as homes and dwellings that are listed on Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, etc., for rent on a short-term basis. Um, such uses are not specifically defined in the Sims Township Zoning Resolution, 
Therefore, official interpretation for Sims Township is that such uses shall be categorized as part of the bed and breakfast use category. This is supported by the definitions of family, residential use, and residential single family detached, which read. Uh, Excuse <coughs> me, uh, may I interrupt you? Could you, yes, sir. Uh, for clarification, tell us exactly what section so we can read along with you? Sure, is this, is on, this is on page four of the staff report. It should have a SBZA staff report, January 3rd, 2022. Right. Um, Would it be in here? It's part of the packet that was sent out today, yeah. He's, he's looking at the Sims Township Ordinance. He was asking for what section to refer to there. <clears throat> I see. What page again, please? Oh, from the actual zoning code? From this, the staff report. Is that the, the staff report looks like this? That's, this is the front page of the staff report. It should have been part of the packet that was mailed or emailed to you mm -hmm. by um, Ms. Felter. So at the bottom of page four of the staff report, the letter dated November 5th, 2020, 2021, um, <clears throat> the definition of family states that a person or group of persons occupying a premises and living as a single housekeeping unit, but as distinguished from a group occupying a boarding house, fraternity, sorority, hotel, or other type of contractual living quarters. Residential use is defined as a home, abode, dwelling unit, or place where a family or individuals live where such a place has areas for living and eating within the structure. This category includes, but is not limited to, single-family detached units, single-family detached units and PUDs, clustered patio dwelling and zero-lot line, multifamily units, manufactured or mobile homes, as well as such as well as uses such as bed and breakfast facilities, granny cottages, residential facilities, and daycare type A. And then finally, the definition of residential single family detached, a dwelling designed for and occupied by not more than one family. The term is defined in this article and surrounded by open space or yards, and which has no roof, wall, or floor in common with any other dwelling unit. So short-term re vacation rental properties are the <clears throat> most similar to a type of other contractual living quarters when viewed in context with the definition of family. Um, since this definition eliminates a list of uses from the types of groups living as a single housekeeping unit, one of these other types of uses must apply. The definition of, of residential use clearly indicates that any type of residence is considered a residential use facilities, but also including multifamily uses that are not permitted in single-family zoning districts. Single-family zoning districts in Sims Township permit single-family residential uses. The definition of single-family residential refers back to the definition of family, which excludes other types of contractual living quarters. Therefore, short-term vacation rentals do not fall into this classification of single-family residential and are therefore not permitted as of right in single-family residence zoning districts. In reviewing the resolution as it relates to other types of contractual living quarters, including bed and breakfast, boarding house, fraternity, sorority, and hotel, it was determined that considering them as other types of contractual living quarters offers the interpretation that is most favorable to, pro to the property owners. The most favorable type of other contractual living quarter in this case is bed and breakfast, which is defined as a 
private owner-occupied residence with one to three guest rooms contained within the structure and operate operated so that guests reside at the home for not longer than two continuous weeks. No kitchen facilities may be provided for use by guests. While short-term rental uses do not fit neatly into this definition, <clears throat> as evidenced by the fact that these are often not owner-occupied and there are typically kitchen facilities for the guests, uh, this definition serves to differentiate these types of uses from the definition of hotel or motel, which is defined as a building containing more than four individual rooms for the purpose of providing for periods not exceeding 30 days overnight lodging facilities to the general public for compensation with or without meals and which has common facilities for reservation cleaning services, combined utilities and on-site management and reception. Well, hotels and motels are types of uses that are prohibited in single family resident zoning districts. Bed and breakfast uses are not, or are, are permissible, sorry, bed and breakfast uses are permissible in single family residence districts as a conditional use. Since the majority of short-term short rentals uses are located in areas zoned for single family residents, this classification offers the least restrictive zoning approval process and has been deemed to be use category most favorable to individual property owners. Accordingly, short-term rental uses shall be interpreted to be included in the category of bed and breakfast for the purpose of zoning administration and may be permitted in single family zoning districts only upon approval of a conditional use by the Sims Township Board of Zoning Appeals. <clears throat> so the references back and forth between all the definitions that are in um, the zoning resolution come back to the original definition of family, um, which separates out several types of living situations from what can be considered um, single family, um, and one of those being contractual living quarters. Uh, residential use does not apply in this case other than to say that this is a residential use short-term resident or short-term rentals are a residential use just like multifamily units um, and <clears throat> other uses that are not permitted in single-family districts also similar to granny cottages um, <clears throat> residential facilities daycare centers or other uses that are permissible in res residential districts as a conditional use um, so this wouldn't be the only conditional use, um, and because of the fact that it's a it would be a conditional use, it's permissible in single-family zoning districts, so it's deemed to be the least restrictive. Um, and that was the basis for the interpretation made by the zoning administrator in this case. I know that's a lot. Um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to try and answer them. Very good. So to, to go back to the, the um, powers of the board, um, you do have the power to hear an appeal, and this is differentiated from a variance or a conditional use um, by the fact that variances, um, whether they're use variances or area variances, have practical difficulties or hardships that uh, must be considered. There are factors for those, for both of those standards and factors. Uh, conditional uses have conditions that must be met, the list of conditions that you go through and determine whether or not they're consistent. Appeal is really, <clears throat> has none of those. It has, there are no factors to consider and there are no um, specific standards. So you, you are le reading the plain language that was presented to you by the zoning administrator and hearing the testimony of everybody in attendance along with the, um, the case of the appellant and you are making the decision as to whether or not you do or don't agree with the interpretation. So your choices are you can agree wholly with the interpretation of the zoning administrator. You can agree wholly with the appellant um, in their um, in their their case, or you can um, you can find a different um, you you can modify what the zoning administrator said. 
Um, in this case, because we're dealing with use categories, um, short-term rental uses RA use. Um, they have to be um, addressed at some, in some way through zoning. Um, <clears throat> and so um, there has to be a category that you would put them into uh, if you disagreed with the bed and breakfast category. There would, you, your decision would need to state some other type of use that you would consider them to be most similar as and how they should be um, considered by the zoning staff moving forward. Um, <clears throat> so you have, you can, that's the firm um, reverse or um, modify the, the appeal. That's, the, those are the three options. It's hard to follow through, follow everything you, s you read, and what I'm trying to understand is how our ordinance works. For conditional use, there are four categories that you can fit into and apply for a conditional use. <coughs> there are also use restrictions, I assume, throughout the code, inherent in the code, that say you can't do this, this particular use, a particular use, unless it's permitted by the zoning ordinance for the category of the property you're, you're, you're looking at. So it's not just a matter of is a Airbnb permitted by the code by fitting into one of these four categories for conditional use. You can be, you can be a hotel and be prohibited in a single family zoning classification. You could be maybe an Airbnb and be prohibited or permitted. <clears throat> it's not just an issue of being a conditional use. You can yeah, read I didn't, the plain I didn't, language. I didn't mention the conditional use at all. I, that's okay. not, I, I didn't intend to say that you had to choose a category that makes it a conditional use. Um, our, the interpretation that I read was the interpretation as it was written by the um, zoning okay. administrator. You may the, not have said the words conditional use, but bed and breakfast is a category of conditional use. We wouldn't be talking about an Airbnb if it were a bed and breakfast. Correct. Yes, that's so true. So you're, you're, you're putting the whole argument in the category of conditional use. The question is, is an Airbnb, the question I have, is, is, is an Airbnb somehow otherwise absolutely permitted by the ordinance for a single family residence, or is it prohibited? <clears throat> currently, it's neither, and that's the point of the interpretation. I'm sorry, currently, currently it is a bed and breakfast because as of today the interpretation of the zoning administrator still stands um, unless you unless you overturn it as part of this appeal um, that interpretation has been made so today um, it's being interpreted that these uses are bed and breakfasts and have to go through the conditional use process because of that administrative interpretation um, before you though is the question of whether that's whether you agree with that interpretation and one of your options, as I stated, was that you can pick a different category that you think that you think it fits better into. So, if it, you as a board decide that it's a, have to fit into a conditional use category, which I right, I didn't say it did. Um, you can choose to, to that you can well, as let's a board call it agree. Let's an Airbnb category. 
that would take a code amendment so you can't change the oh, code through saying, this process I, i'm not amending conditional use no no, no. <clears throat> you can't add words to the zoning resolution through this process you can only that's why there's an interpretation to begin with because the code doesn't actually have the definition of short-term rental that takes a text amendment which the trustees and the zoning commission have the authority to um, initiate which i believe they're actually considering doing something like that sometime soon um, well, but I, that's I, a that's I a process understand. that's outside the, of this meeting the, the point you you can't make you're, up a category of airbnb you're ignoring tonight. my question my question is ignore conditional use and the categories that include bed and breakfast that may be totally irrelevant my question is what in the code is there about being a, an airbnb or conducting some other business in a single family residence area is this permitted or for, forbidden we always sit here and hear appeals about what somebody wants to do with their property that may be used as a business we have heard that more than once in my term and I, I've never presented a case to you where somebody wanted to come in and use any of their residential properties for business. That's a use variance. That's not something that I've ever had before and the it's board. prohibited, right? Correct, yes. So if you're an Airbnb and you're running a business, so, is it not possible that the code provides that that's prohibited? So the code has categories, right? Every zoning district has categories of permissible uses. Okay, so in the category of permissible, you, or I'm sorry, in the list of permissible uses for the e-retail, I'm sorry, the e-residence with retail district, um, there is um, auto sales and service as a permitted use in the e-retail district. And in the A district, it doesn't list that use. So if you're doing that use, you go through the code, you find your use, it tells you where you are allowed to do it. And if it doesn't say you're allowed to do it in that district, then you're not allowed to do it in that district. Is that answer our, <clears throat> the issue before us? There is no definition or category anywhere in the code that says Airbnb. And when that case occurs, when we have a use that is not listed specifically in the code, the zoning administrator's job is to make an interpretation as to what category a new type of use fits into. But typically, you address it as part of a future text amendment <clears throat> where you add that use if you feel like it's something that's going to come up and you need a definition of it, you add that to the code. <clears throat> but that doesn't account for the fact that the uses do come up that weren't anticipated when the zoning resolution was written um, and that the zoning administrator has the authority to make an interpretation as to where that sh use should fit into the code. So well, in this case... That's why I'm questioning is why, why that interpretation? An Airbnb well, is a business. You can, you can, you can um, make that case. Um, you know, bed and breakfast are business as well. Right, um, and, this, and, and that's a special category for conditional use. Right. I don't see Airbnb in the con conditional use provisions of this ordinance. And if you're talking about an Airbnb being a business, which in many places in, in Ohio require a business license, an Airbnb, that that's prohibited by the code in a single family residential district. <clears throat> I'm at a loss as to why we're talking about a classification for bed and breakfast in a conditional use category when this may be prohibited, unless you tell me I'm wrong, by the, by the code itself, irrespective of conditional use. <clears throat> so I'm, before Brian says anything, 
I'm going to I'm going to jump in and I want to make something clear as the attorney here what I'm about to say is not testimony I don't want you to take it as testimony what I would like to do is provide a procedural clarification about what we're doing here um, because I hear the questions that, that you're asking Brian and I want to try to frame that in what's the purpose of what you're doing here tonight you're you're not trying to decide why did the zoning administrator come up with this interpretation about making short-term rentals uh, classifying them as a bed and breakfast that was the determination that the zoning administrator made the question before this board is uh, as Brian pointed out and again this is just I'm only saying this as a procedural clarification the question before this board is do you agree with that interpretation yes or no that's the only question before this board if you agree with the zoning administrators interpretation that Airbnbs or short-term short rentals should be classified under bed and breakfast you would agree with the interpretation okay. if if you disagree with that for any reason then you would vote against upholding that okay. uh, so I just want to be clear that yeah. um, and, and as Brian pointed out this board has the authority to either affirm that decision reverse that decision or modify that decision and by modifying that decision you could say we disagree that it falls under the category of bed and breakfast and we think it falls under the category of fill in the blank whatever this board were to determine so okay. I just now, Brian's not going to be able to answer the question why are we talking about this the only reason why we're talking about this is because that was the decision that the zoning administrator came up with and this board has to decide if you agree with it or disagree with it okay sorry you, you, you took it that that extra step to that third choice that he was talking about we can agree we can disagree or we can say it's something some other animal Yes, are, that's are, yes. Are we are we looking? Does that other animal have to be one of the four categories? No, it, no. Again, again, I want to be clear. Again, what I'm telling you right now is not testimony. It's not factual. Right, I just want, but I need it to be clear for, for the record. You don't have to make this a condition. There's some confusion, I think, that this has to be some conditional use. It does not. If you agree with the zoning administrator's interpretation, you would affirm it. If you disagree, you could, uh, you could reject it. If you were to modify it, you could say that short-term rentals, Airbnbs, are more appropriately classified as another use does I'm not saying it has to be one of those conditional uses but it does have to be a use that's already identified in the zoning resolution you can't make up something new right. that is a job for a future text amendment of the trustees uh, if they choose to do that right. you are limited with the confines of the code here so if you want to say it's more appropriate as a different um, use category you have the authority to do that but it has to be an existing use category okay and when you say that we're not necessarily saying it is a category in the conditional use definition 
It can be another animal, mm -hmm. like simply a business activity. If, if that's what this board concludes. Okay. Great. Sorry to jump in. No, that, that, that helps. That really helps. Does anyone else have a question for, for the staff? I have a question. Could you review for me the process that you went through that led you to this conclusion that it was an Airbnb? <clears throat> Besides, well, well, I'd like to know what you were thinking. What, what did you see? What, what led you to this point? The um, interpretation was written by or signed written by Kim LaPensy, the zoning administrator for the township. So I didn't um, write or transmit this, um, this interpretation in total. Um, I did participate in a group with the attorney for the township and the administrator um, in making this determination um, as a bed and breakfast. In reviewing similar zoning resolutions in Hamilton County, um, it seems that the townships that have addressed this have um, created a short-term rental category and have called them bed and breakfast, made them go through the same criteria as the bed and breakfast um, to address this concern. So, for instance, Anderson Township has recently gone through a text amendment to add short-term rental um, as a type of use in their zoning resolution, and they made them go through the same conditional use criteria, the same exact list of criteria as bed and breakfast do. Um, so they've basically called them a bed and breakfast, but defined them separately and made them go through the same criteria. Um, most vacation rental houses are in single-family residential neighborhoods, um, so not allowing them in single-family residential neighborhoods probably prohibits them um, to, in, in effectively prohibits them in most areas of the township. Uh, there aren't very many houses, single-family houses, that are um, zoned for retail or office use in Sims Township. Um, <clears throat> so in <clears throat> offering an opportunity for these types of uses to request approval in a single-family district, knowing that conditional use approvals require notification of everybody within 200 feet of the property. So there is a public hearing. The neighbors get a chance to be heard before um, such use is approved um, so that it's not that somebody just moves in and starts operating a bed and breakfast next door without anybody knowing about it. Um, before you would be allowed to do that, you would have to go through the conditional use and have a hearing, and the neighbors would have to be notified. They'd have a chance to say their piece. Um, it's, it seemed, the, the, to me anyway, as part of my involvement in, in reviewing this, um, the most logical category that they would fit into, this type of use would fit into. Um, <clears throat> that being said, that that's, that's my personal um, involvement in this. I, as I said, I didn't sign this letter and send it to the um, attorney. Um, Kim LaPensy did. Um, I can't speak for her as to what her thought process or reasoning was for why she um, sent the letter um, or made this the official interpretation of the township, but um, <clears throat> that, that's, my, that's my involvement in that um, process. Thank you. Was there an on-site inspection? An on-site inspection? The zoning inspector has been there several times. We reviewed photographs, but there's not much you can see from it. Um, I did. I, I know I did. I, I believe that other people in the township also looked at the listings on Airbnb on VRBO. Um, so there were pictures of it and the description and, you know, mm -hmm. the typical VRBO listing. For a private owner of this residence who wishes it to be an Airbnb, what's needed? Certification? 
a license, a <coughs> fee, or so this is license? this is zoning related. Um, if you if the state requires you get a license to have people staying in your house, you still have to get that license, whether or not um, the township is involved in that process or not. Um, <clears throat> we're not involved in that in zoning. This is strictly a land use. Are you allowed to do it, or are you not allowed to do it? And if you are, um, what conditions are applied to this um, process? Um, so, <clears throat> if the board were to approve um, any use. Um, and then uh, the state required licensing. You approving the use doesn't um, relieve them from the requirement that they need to be licensed in accordance with the state. State licensing requirements are completely separate from zoning. Thank you. Ryan, I have no questions. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Do we actually have an applicant here that yes. I'm dealing with? No, I mean, is that the procedure? Yes. That, okay. The applicant may may approach the podium and speak, please. Your name and address. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Taylor Trout. I am the attorney for the applicants. Um, by the way, thank you for spending your time, your, your evening with us tonight, and uh, congratulations to those who were just sworn in. Uh, you all play a very important role. Uh, it's, it's tedious, it's time-consuming, and um, municipalities and townships couldn't operate without you, so thank you. Um, this appeal arises out of a, a notice of a zoning violation, as uh, discussed earlier. Uh, it was improperly issued because this is a rental property, okay? Um, there are a few things that I want to address that have been discussed that might be able to clear up a few things and a few questions. The property in question is owned by two individuals. It is not owned by a company, okay? It's not owned by Airbnb. It's not operated by Airbnb. Airbnb is merely just a, a listing platform. It's no different than listing a rental property on Zillow. It's no different than listing a rental property on realtor.com. Uh, through a realtor like Keller Williams on their website, it's no different. It's just a listing platform that also helps with um, the process of, of payment as well. Um, th there's also um, the, the property in question is, is also not just a short-term rental. It's also rented for several months at a time. Um, and it can be, there is no limitation on how long it can be rented. Um, the this property is not a bed and breakfast by the definition of um, the current zoning code therefore it doesn't fit in one of the conditional use requirements it is a, a single family residence uh, that's what it's being utilized as by definition a bed and breakfast in the zoning code and that that's what you have to work from if if you're calling it a bed and breakfast you have to work within the confines of the current zoning code and ordinances and the definitions of therein the current definition of a bed and breakfast is a private owner occupied residence with one to three guest rooms contained within that structure and operated so that guests reside at the home for not longer than two continuous weeks, period, no kitchen facilities may be provided for use by guests. Okay. The property in question 
There is no limitation on how long someone can rent it. It can be continuous for more than two weeks. So that's strike one. The owners do not reside in the property. So that's strike two. The entire facility is rented, including the kitchen, to a single renter or a group of that renter, um, which fits within the definition of family, which I will get to in a second. There's no restrictions on the use of a kitchen, so that's strike three. And just to put the little cherry on top, individual rooms are not rented out to separate people. It's not like a hostel or a hotel where you could be living next door to a complete stranger. That's not the case here. Someone who books this home or rents this home is doing so for him or herself or a group of people with whom he or she is with. The letter and as acknowledged the official interpretation recognizes that it doesn't fit within this definition um, in the, the terms of the letter they say that it is the closest I obviously disagree with that for the reasons just mentioned there's three or four strikes there it doesn't fit within the definition at all Yeah, and I think this answers um, your question, Mr. Fowler, as well. Um, the current zoning code does not preclude this use. It's like any other rental property. If um, you required this property to submit as a bed and breakfast for a conditional use, then you would also be requiring properties potentially for a, on a month-to-month -month basis to fit within that category. It's just like any other family use rental. So someone owns a home. They sign a lease for a year. It's the same type of, same type of thing, same, same type of transaction. It is being utilized by a family. It is being rented by whether it be an owner, an individual, or a company. It falls squarely within the definition of family use, which is outlined in the letter. Um, in, I, I, this, okay, are you saying that this is a group of people in one housekeeping unit that's always running these? I, I, it is either a person or a group of persons who are renting the home. That are living as a single unit, as a single housekeeping unit, to accommodate all the families that are living in the No, so to be clear, and the, the zoning code properly does not define family as being one of blood relatives or marriage or so in. It says one housekeeping unit. Okay, and yes, it is within one house, a person or group of people within one house. Could it could be two families, two different families would want to visit the area. Um, there's multiple bedrooms in this house and 
one family lives in two bedrooms and another family lives in um, the other two bedrooms. It's possible just like it is if there's an owner who says, hey, cousins, move in, me, move in with me for uh, however long until you get um, your financials figured out. Or, hey, friend, move in with me. You're going through a divorce. You can live with me uh, for the next six months or whatever it may be. It would be no different than that. I'm assuming, though, that there is some sort of contract that is executed when someone is operating it, um, whether it's an Airbnb or whether it's a VRBO, so there is some contractual relationship and money being exchanged between the owner of the home and the residing in the home. Would that be a fair statement or not? Uh, of course, there there would be uh, monies exchanged for that, just like there would be for any other rental property. Yes. Okay. And and to be clear. Uh, this property doesn't um, just use VRBO or, bed, or uh, Airbnb either. It is also rented directly, and, and uh, there are customers or renters who, I don't want to say, I didn't mean to say customers. They're renters who come to the property owners directly and rent directly, just like any other rental. And we've... So the definition of family, it, as you brought up, it is a person or group of persons occupying a premises and living as a single housekeeping unit, but not as, as distinguished from a group occupying a boarding house, fraternity slash sorority, hotel, or other type of contractual living quarters. So the use of living quarters uh, to define boarding house, fraternity slash sorority, hotel, or other type of contractual living quarters. Inherently different from a rental property. We're talking about an entire property being rented. No uh, limitations on the use of that home. Again, as I stated earlier, there is complete access to the kitchen, which again was a strike. Um, there's complete access to all of the rooms. There's not a room assignment, so when um, someone rents the property, they're not assigned room 101 or room 102 or given separate keys. They're given keys to the property as a whole. Well, let, let's explore that just a minute. You're, you're talking about the concept of occupying it as sort of a family unit, which may or may not be what we think of as a traditional family unit, but as a group for housekeeping purposes. And we're not talking about your client and their particular use or plan for this property. We're talking about definitionally the issue we are facing here today, an interpretation of the code. In the concept of what you describe as an Airbnb, you said the term is unlimited. It could be a year, like a typical rental. It could be multiple years. It could be months. It could be weeks. Could it be just one day? Could it be the weekend? Yes. It could be. Does that sound, does a weekend sound like a housekeeping unit? Yes. Because a family? Because it's a, a family, a group, a person, or a group of persons. Setting up housekeeping for a weekend. 
Well, and, and that does beg the question of whether the zoning code defines housekeeping. It doesn't. And neither does the zoning define a lot of these, these items that are used. It doesn't define a lot of the words that are used. And the, the part of zoning, and it was referenced earlier, uh, there are several townships who recognize this um, lack of definition in zoning codes, and they go through the amendment process of making sure it applies to something. There is no zoning code in the Sims Township that is directly addressing or calling what this property is being used as, as a bed and breakfast or anything other than a family use. So but there's nothing to keep them from doing that either. Well, there would have to be an amendment process to change right. the zoning they can ordinance. they can do that sure but that that's the correct process right we're not a legislative body we're interpreting the code that we administer right and to be able to apply or fit it into the category it has to fit the definition and it's this isn't a process of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole that's just that's you have to have a finding of, and you all are charged with finding whether it fits in the definition. And if it doesn't, and by the way, um, something I should start with is that it's well Ohio established law, well established Ohio law, that if there is any ambiguities in the zoning code, that it must be strictly construed in favor of the property owner. Well established Ohio law. Not that that that's fine. I, I don't know that anybody is disputing that. So but here, the, I, let's talk about what we are trying to interpret here. We're trying to interpret whether, for ourselves, we agree with the zoning administrator's decision that it's a bed and breakfast for all purposes of the code. If we instead think it is a business activity that is not possibly not permitted by the zoning ordinance, that it is of such a nature that it doesn't fit within permissible uses and isn't something that we could approve of as a conditional use because it doesn't fit in one of the granny categories, bed and breakfast categories, or the other two categories. In order to find that this would be a commercial activity such that it would need to be zoned commercially, there would have to essentially be a finding that all rental properties are commercial activity. Not necessarily. This, why, why, why would that be the case? Because a rental property that is advertised publicly in some manner seeking residence that is available for a weekend or two days or one day for any, any term that can be handled by an agent as opposed to the property owner itself. Remember, we're not here talking about your client and their business activity. We're talking about the category and how it fits. And Airbnbs are often handled by agents and advertised as this is. It's a business activity. Airbnbs in some locations right here in Ohio have to get a license. They have to be registered. They have to show certain insurance coverages. There's a lot going on here that's more than, oh, this is just like a family unit that's just running short term, just like a family unit that rents it for an entire year. A much different thing. I can rent my house out 
if I'm not occupying it to someone without having to go through that process as you have to do in many other jurisdictions. We're just trying to interpret this. It's possible our interpretation would fit you in a licensed business category that takes us out of conditional use, takes us into a different thing. I can understand your argument that we're not a bed and breakfast. I can't understand your argument that you're, in t you're something that is something else that's just like a renting the house of a single owner, renting it to one single occupant for long, per long periods of time. We're talking about such short periods of time that time is critical. Well, and a, a couple things. Um, first, yes, rental properties, whether for a month, six months, a year, or however long, are oftentimes listed just as any uh, as this property is was listed or is listed. It's very similar, um, and the these are private owners, just like it would be yourself. These are individual owners, just like it would be yourself renting your home. Um, as the zoning code applies, they are treated. They they should be treated the same. If the issue is we want to, uh, and, and let me actually back up. So we are on appeal for this particular citation of violation. So while yes, you are interpreting the definitions and, and the interpretation of um, the township, it is being applied to this case, this particular matter. This is, it is specific in this sense. Um, could it have impacts? Sure. But the way to address those impacts is by amending the zoning, the zoning code. If that's what no the township wish there. to do, that is what needs to be done. And a decision just to arbitrarily try to fit it into something to preclude it is just that. It's arbitrary and capricious and that's improper if there are certain activities that aren't addressed by the zoning code that the township wants to preclude it has to amend the zoning code point taken did we interrupt you did you have more to present yes you, you were interrupted with questions no. I I felt I more welcome all questions. I welcome all questions. Okay. All all of the the statements that I've made for the, the purposes of um, you all to hear it. I, I would like to call my, my client to be able to answer questions and testify as well. That's uh, fine. I will, I will address her with questioning um, and then we'll be done. She was sworn in. At yeah, the she beginning. was sworn in. <clears throat> As I, as I said, I, I outlined several things, and, and um, 
as how th this property does not fit within the definition of bed and breakfast. It does fit within the, the general definition of family use. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, are you the owner of the property at 10112 Meadow Mill Drive? Yes, I am with Derek Tucker. Excuse me, can you um, press the button in the middle of the mic if it's not green already? Thank okay. You. Could you, uh, let me. Can you hear me now? It's for the record. Oh, okay. okay. Let, let me repeat the question so that we can get it on the record. Okay. Are you the owner of 10112 Meadow Mill Drive? Yes, I am with Jared Tucker. Do either you or Jared Tucker reside at the property? No, this is a rental property for us. Have either of you ever resided at the property? No. Is the property a rental? Yes. When you rent the, the property and the, and the home, do you rent the entire house? Yes, the we rent it to one person and their family for the house. So, to a person, a family, or a group of people. Right. You don't rent individual rooms within the... No. It's one house to one person and who they associate with. Are there any restrictions to the use of the kitchen? No, they have access to the entire house. Is there any restrictions or limitations on a time frame for how long someone may rent the property? No, they can stay as long as um, they want. You know, they could stay for months as when they're in between houses or however long they want to stay. Have you rented to individuals who are in between homes or looking for houses to purchase? That is typically what has happened recently when people have sold their houses they don't have a place to stay they haven't found a next home yet or their home is getting built um, that is one of the reasons why people stay So if I'm hearing you then, you're saying it's, it's not like a hotel where individual rooms are rented out and there could be a complete stranger in the room next door? No, the people who are staying, they trust the people. So it's either their family, kids, grandparents, um, their extended family. It's someone they believe that they are living with. I mean, I don't think they're living with strangers. Is the home being used as a bed and breakfast? I don't believe so based on the zoning code of Sims Township. Is it reasonable to consider the property a bed and breakfast? Not per the zoning code currently. Is there anything that I stated or anything else that you would like to add? Um, I think the only thing is if we're interpreting based on the code currently I personally believe it is a rental property and it's not meet the definition of the bed and breakfast um, you know I could go into details of who people are staying and reasons why they're staying but it's 
kind of the only thing I have to say is I don't, I don't think it meets the current zoning definition because that's what we're strictly interpreting right now. I do have a minimum. Um, it varies. So sometimes it's a, I don't know how much detail you want to hear, but um, sometimes it is a week, sometimes it is a month, sometimes it is two days. So it varies. It varies. And then you said that this is families that are in there renting. Have you asked, do you get that specific in your rental application? If I asked their family, yes, I asked for a list of everyone who is staying um, and what they're telling me. And we have exterior monitoring to make sure that it is who they say they are. Thank you for moving. I um, have a couple questions. Again, could you clarify for me how do you make your property uh, uh, websites or what videos do you use to, to advertise that you have this property for me? Um, I would say it is similar to So I, um, I use the listing. I have my own website. I have referrals. I have realtors who send referrals to me, um, referrals from friends, family, that type of stuff. What are you specific when you say listing sites? What are those listing sites? Sure. So right now I use Airbnb, VRBO, my own booking website online, pieceofhomestays.com, and also. Um, Realtors, I don't have websites for that. That is just word of mouth through people and also any other agents in a way, like people who represent them come to me. So you do um, list it on an Airbnb website, correct? Yes. I had a question. What is the longest uh, period of time that you've rented the property? And if so, uh, have you utilized a lease agreement? Yes. So um, anytime we rent with someone or somebody rents, there is a lease agreement we have. Well, what's the longest period of time that you've um, I believe it was a few months. I think like three to four months. Thank you. I have one question. Um, like for the year of 2021, mm -hmm. would you think that you had more or less than like 12, um, I would guess, tenants or family units that lived at your unit? Do you have more or less than 12? More or less than 12 groups who have stayed. Right. Through the whole year of 2021. Um, I would have to go back through my records and take a look. Um, but I would guess probably more. And one, I'm sorry, with a follow-up. Um, is there like a maintenance company that you have for someone 
to take care of the property? No, we take care of the property ourselves. You and the other co Yes. Um, you know, for long care, we use the same person who does long care in the neighborhood. Like we, anything inside the property, we take care of ourselves. So like a recent like ice storm, mm -hmm. was it was a long service hire to clear the driveway? Something like no, that's something we would do ourselves. Okay. Did you do that? Um, no. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was not there. Uh, <laughs> She's saying she takes care of it. That, that's something that she and, and her I would, I object to that because I believe there were other houses in the neighborhood that have not cleared so their driveway. I so I don't see how that is relevant. This. This is Ohio. A, no, a good I, deal I of this, is, <laughs> a good deal of this is not relevant to the question that the board is considering. So <laughs> so. We were allowing you to do the dialogue you did because you chose to do that and uh, they're just reacting. Are, are there other, other questions then? Other questions from the board? Okay. For I the long-term lease that mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, do you require a notice before they ex exit the property? Yes, they let me know. Well, what is that notice? Um, I say they have to give me three to four weeks notice. Okay, thanks. The, uh, uh, if there are no other questions from the board, then I, I only have, I just have one question. I just wanted to make sure I understood something. So you're saying um, no matter where it comes from, whether it's a listing site or referrals, um, but you always use some sort of rental contract? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, members of the public who would like to speak. Good evening, my name is Kyle Watts. I, my family and I live at 11993 Streamside Drive. Um, it's a single family home on the corner of Ben Creek and Streamside. We've lived there for 11 years as a housekeeping unit. Um, and we've enjoyed the comfortable and safe neighborhood for raising our kids. Um, thank you in advance for the time to talk tonight and again, appreciate what you guys do for the township. I fully realize the topic for tonight is the Metal Knoll property, ha and, but it is overall much bigger than that. I wanted to make sure that it's extremely, extremely important for the township and the zoning board to understand and are fully aware of the rapidly growing short-term rental activity in our neighborhoods. These properties' primary and only uses are by definition commercial activity. Per zoning uh, code, commercial activity is an occupation, employment, or enterprise which is carried out for the profit of the owner, lessee, or licensee. This is not the only property that is a short-term rental property in our neighborhood. 10112 Meadow Knoll being discussed tonight is an active rental property, short-term rental property to be clear. As of last week, 10007 Bent Creek is now an active uh, short-term rental property. 11922 North Lebanon Road is an active short-term rental property. All of, these all of these listings were active as of last night when I checked. The Metal Knoll and Bent Creek properties are listed on uh, Airbnb as well as VRBO. 
Other sites have been used in the past to list the metal knoll property. Currently, the metal knoll and the Bank Creek property only require a two-night stay minimum. These properties seem to be purchased for the sole purpose of, of running short-term rentals. The investors who operate the Meadow Knoll and Bent Creek properties, they run the, how, who runs the, these houses, run 17 Airbnbs. You can go to the site, you just click on the investors, you open it up, they have a listing of 17. They own several properties in Hamilton County, they have separate businesses, um, they own their own LLC. Uh, all of this is not relevant in specific terms to this property, but it is a business. And in fact, if you missed it last year, these investors provided uh, an online training called Short-Term Rentals 101. Um, and, and, and they talked about how, and they did this to the Property Investors Network. And you could have learned how exciting and evolve, an evolving market can be extremely lucrative for property owners. My point, these are businesses, commercial activity being operated in our neighborhood. Um, and I think it's extremely important for the board to understand that this is precedent, precedent setting tonight. Uh, your decision tonight will be basically one of the following. One, you will decide that the metal no property does not fit under a bed and breakfast and you would allow continued operation unchecked. And this sends a public message that anyone could be free to conduct any activity, commercial or otherwise, that does not happen to fit squarely or perfectly within the exact definitions provided with the zoning resolution. This would take away any ability to review the spirit and intent of the residential district zoning and potentially ne negatively impact the families and neighborhoods. Or the board can uphold the bed and breakfast category designation and allow each of these short-term rentals to go through the predefined conditional use permit process which is laid out by the zoning resolution, if they so choose. I suppose there is a third option where you can declare these short-term rentals as hotels and motels, um, and then therefore completely disallow them. But you have to be careful with the, the issue of making sure the zoning is best suited for the, the property owners. Um, just a reminder, Article 1 of the Zoning Resolution, your purpose is to uphold, I mean, this is for the purpose of promoting health, safety, morals, comfort, and general welfare of our communities. And so again, I know this meeting is specifically about, um, not specifically about this property, but is about short-term rentals. And for the purposes of zoning review, considering the bed and breakfast that the majority of public concerns should be potentially be safe for future conditional use meetings, meaning this, this meeting tonight is not for us to come about, complain about these things that are existing in our community, the three that exist right now, and the more, who knows? If the houses come up for sale, our concern is they're going to turn into another hotel. Um, I, I have a list of a page and a half of items that I will not go through tonight because I'm saving that for a conditional use meeting. That's where that should be occurring. This is very clear tonight what you guys need to do. It is to uh, uphold, hopefully, the bed and breakfast and or change the category. You cannot leave, you have to assign a category, it's my understanding, I'm not a lawyer, but you have to assign a use. And it's not a single family dwelling. It's not a single family use. You have to assign something else tonight. 
I, again, I'm not going to go through all my concerns, and I think this is probably the one of most, um, you notice how many people here, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing the zoning appeal meetings have not been this well attended in the past. But the reason why there are people are here is because they have concerns. And so that's why these people are here, including myself. I would just ask you on a personal level, how would you feel if you had a property directly next to you where you have strangers, vacationers, partiers, whoever, coming in every two days? The concerns that you would have for the safety of your children or anybody else. Um, there's, there's a bunch of nuisances we've already occurred in our neighborhood um, because of these. So um, I've taken enough time, but please uphold, at least at a minimum, uphold the bed and breakfast category for the metal mill property and then therefore for the township. Thank you for your time. My name is Kerry Kane. I live at 10120 Meadow Knoll, right next door to the property. We purchased our home in, in uh, August of 2019. Our goal was to purchase a ranch home in a single family residence community. Little did I know that a year later, the single family home next door would transform into a six digit gross income light industry retail operation. Uh, having lived next door, it, just to, to dispute uh, the, some prior discussion, it's not a regular rental property. Having lived next door, I've been able to observe and I've kept track of uh, who's, how many people have been there and who's not. I have a spreadsheet here if anyone would like a copy of that, if you'd be interested in that. But uh, <coughs> the hotel slash B&B, &B, whatever you want to call it, uh, at 112 Meadow Knoll has been rented to 50 different groups of people since uh, mid-November of 2020. There's a, a single family is, or the zoning for the, the area is single family. 23 of those rentals involved three or more cars at the rental property uh, which means there's more than two families there sometimes three uh, once there's been occasions where there's been four five six ten eleven cars related to people staying there at the property uh, I've been able to keep track of all this stuff I got a notebook every time someone comes and goes I know who's I know what the car looks like that does the cleaning so I know who's coming and going new people coming in new people coming out different cars so that's how I've been able to keep track of all this stuff uh, <clears throat> again the number of rentals that have uh, been on a property that have had two cars are 23 out of the 50 rentals so again that's almost always more than one single family it's generally two families three families all joining for a party it's like the VRBO commercial where they say you need to come to a house to get together to have everybody three or four families get together and, and have a reunion whether they're for family members or business people on, on training missions it's been a, it's been a mix of things <clears throat> and uh, to, to, to give some more detail on which uh, was not able to be provided before on a number of people number of days 
there's been 17 of the renters have been two days or less out of the 50. Nine have been three days, five have been four days, and five for five days. So 72% of the rentals, of the 50 rentals, have been there five days or less. Yes, there was one person there that stayed for 52 days, one person for 26, two groups of people for 12 to 14 days, and two groups of people for 10 days. So it's a continuous churning of people coming and going, and you, you never know who they are. Beginning uh, as of from uh, May 28th of 2021, there have been 37 rentals for a total of 128 days of rental. It's an average of 3.5 days per rental. And often it's, it's you know, there's people coming and going within the same week. It's, it's groups of people coming and going. Uh, when talking with Mr. Tucker last September, uh, I, he asked me why was I concerned? Why did it matter if there are different cars in the driveway each week? Implying that regular turnover of residents is consistent with single family zoning. I don't think it is. The issue is not the different cars, but the people in the cars. And what, what are they doing? Ongoing uncertainty of how the next group of short-term transient vacations partiers will impact the safety and quality of the neighborhood is a serious concern. I've had to call the owners twice regarding noise, uh, and I actually have a tape of that if you'd like to hear that at a different time. Uh, it's, and it's been a, kind of obnoxious. I've also had to contact the owners when they had a babysitter that was sitting in a driveway for three hours for the people that had rented the house because she couldn't get in. She had locked herself out and needed to get her cell phone. So you don't know who's going to be there. The renters are bringing their own, their own staff. Uh, this is not a normal rental process. It's, it's, it's listed on Travelocity. It's listed on Airbnb. It's listed on VRBO. And as I said before, 72% of the 50 different people that have rented that in the last 14 months have been for five days or less. And since last May, that the average has been three and a half days. So there's a continuous churn of people that have been living there. Uh, so I, I know you guys have a hard job to do, but it, is it a B and B? I don't, it doesn't necessarily fit that definition, but based on what Brian was saying, if they needed to allow the, the property owners a, a, an avenue to be able to do this, uh, that's why they put it in that, but it's really more like a hotel or an inn uh, with people that can not necessarily related that are staying there. Uh, most of the times they are, but not, it's not a requirement. There were business people staying there for two weeks while they're on a training session. Uh, so they, that's not a family. So it, it's operating more like a hotel than a B&B. &B. And uh, just... Uh, I know you have a tough decision to do, and if anyone would like my spreadsheet that highlights all the uh, comings and goings and from each date period, I have a copies for you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Good evening, members of the board. Thank you again for the hard work that you guys have in front of you here, and I'm not envious of you guys. My, my name is Robert Ficari. I live at 10119 Meadow Knoll. Um, so we are one house across the street and one house over from the uh, rental property on, on Meadow Knoll. Um, I know it's late in the evening, and uh, I don't want to drag this on any further. Um, but there's a lot of people who wanted to be here tonight, and, and they can't. And that's what I'm here to kind of speak for them. Uh, I've printed up just a, an aerial view of the neighborhood. The, the yellow one is, is the VRBO. The, I, did, I didn't have enough green or purple to label the other houses, so I kind of sprinkled them in for uh, aesthetic reasons. But these are houses. Mine is right here across the street, another neighbor here. These all represent houses uh, of families, single families, that have children under the age of 12 years old. Um, from my driveway here, I can hit any of these houses with a Frisbee to give you a kind of a scope of reference, and I don't have a, a very a awesome throwing arm. Um, there, there are 16 children under the age of 12. You know, I, I have a two-year-old, I have a four-year-old, I have an eight-year-old. My neighbor, one house over, he has a, a one-year-old. We have lots of little kids, and this is a family area. These kids, you know, they play outside, they ride their bikes. There's lots of cars coming and going with this rental property. We know everyone in our neighborhood, and uh, Mr. Trout mentioned several times that this property, you know, it's not complete strangers sleeping in the room next to us. That's exactly what it is for us. It's complete strangers, as Carrie said, every three days, there's someone new. We don't know who they are. And uh, I did, didn't hear uh, if, uh, if background checks are done as part of the, the lease on this. Uh, I know when I, back when I lived in a rental property, I actually had to do a background check before I was allowed to rent the space. Uh, I don't know, um, if, you know who these people are. Uh, they were within 1,000 yards of the school. Is there any background check if there's uh, you know, a sexual predator? You know, we don't know this. And these are strangers coming into our, our neighborhood. Uh, as I said, there's a lot of young families that live near us, and they wanted to be here tonight. But they're at home with the kids. It's a school night, and it's now 830. Um, but some of them did email me and asked me to, to read uh, and with, with your guys' permission, I, I know they're not able to. No. Okay. Well, then, um, am I allowed to read what my wife has prepared? Has she wanted to be here as well? Or can I just, just have to spitball from memory? You're, you're here to speak for yourself, sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, we have a dog. Uh, we have a invisible fence that goes around the property. Uh, we have seen people from the VRBO cross the street, cut through our yard to get to the high school, to play tennis, to play in the practice fields behind our yards. Uh, my kids play in our backyard. We have a swing set back there. Yeah, I don't know who these people are that are cutting through my, my property to go. You know, I don't know if it's advertised in VRBO that there's a, a high school nearby that they can get to, but there's no path. You know, If they want to get to the high school from here, they cut through my yard and get into the school. Again, this is a, a residential area with single families and we all know each other and we don't know who's coming into this house and there's cars that are blocking the streets driveways are full it's a new set of characters every two to three days um, and it, it makes all of us uneasy and you guys uh, you know not specifically this property you guys need to make a determination on but this is going to affect every other family that lives near one of the a house like that's being uh, in, in this business model uh, it's an operation that's being run for profit uh, and in a partnership uh, between uh, the, the two owners of this property. Uh, and I, and I, you know, again, I don't envy the position that you guys are put in, but um, 
you know, please think of, you know, what message you are sending uh, to the people uh, of our township. Thank you very much. Good evening. My name is Chris Taylor. I'm the um, homeowner and resident at 10012 Bent Creek Drive. Um, I live across the street from one of these Airbnb businesses that are being run in our neighborhood. Um, in front of their house for 13 days. 13 days. Two trash cycles just sitting out through there. What's that going to do to my property value? kind of animals is that going to bring in to the facility this has not been the first time that it's happened we have garbage that is set out there for multiple weeks at a time cardboard boxes blowing around our neighborhoods this isn't what the community that I've signed up to come into I'm concerned about the safety of my family I have a 15 year old daughter and I see the kids playing around in the neighborhood who's coming in are there sexual predators we have no idea who these people are Right? I want to make sure that my family's protected. I want to make sure that my neighbors are protected. I want to make sure that my property values are protected and that this is a community that I'm proud to be part of. And when I see garbage floating around in my neighborhood, it's not something that I'm proud of. And it's not something I want to see. And, and part of what we're looking for this zoning committee to do is help protect us, right? And protect our rights and, and what we want to see within, with, within these areas. We have schools, we have bus stops that sit right outside of this house. Who's going to be there when our kids are getting on and off the bus? Who's in that house? We don't know, right? So, so these, you know, this is a bigger decision than just the Meadow Knoll property because we are seeing more and more of this activity pop up. And what I'm seeing on my side, thank you for your time. Thank you. Anyone else? <clears throat> Good evening. Thank you all for taking this time as well. I know that this is... Uh, takes a lot of time to do this um, sorry I'm better at written word than just winging it so um, my name is Ned Portoon I live at 1013 Colburn Court 1113 Colburn Court um, my property line the back of my property line half of my fence uh, is directly adjacent to the rear of the property in question tonight 10112 Meadow Knoll. <clears throat> Our backyard and their backyard view right into each other. I live there with my wife and my children. Um, I'm here tonight simply to provide you our perspective and concern on this property and others like it as it relates to residential communities, both individually and collectively throughout Sims Township. We chose this community to raise our children and built our house here in 1998. We chose the Oakton Place subdivision specifically because of its residential and family neighborhood characteristics. Over the past 24 years, it has proven to be everything that a family could have hoped for. A neighborhood of families, friends, where people know each other, look out for each other's children, pets, and homes. Neighbors are invested in their neighbors and their neighborhood. And as old neighbors move out and new move in, the cycle of community continues, such is the nature of residential neighborhoods. But let's be clear, this issue tonight is not about family composition. We're talking about short-term rentals and rental businesses in residential communities. Transient lodging by its nature is opposed to all of the things that I mentioned. Short-term renters have no investment in their surroundings, their neighbors, or community, with the exception maybe of things 
that can directly cost them money or lose them their deposit. The building they're renting is not a home, it's a house. Its location is not a neighborhood, it's a street address. The people around them are not their friends or neighbors. They are prying eyes and annoyance and inconsequential. Airbnb, bed and breakfast, whatever you want to call it, this doesn't change based on a technicality of classification. A non-owner occupied house provides short-term occupants an assumed freedom to behave as they want without the heavy hand of management. Examples at this particular property include partying until 4 a.m., hanging out drunk and loud, not suitable for work language when all of the kids in the neighbor yards are out, and sitting out and smoking marijuana on the deck until all the other residents who live there had to go inside to avoid the smell. These are just a small sample of things that have happened over the past year. This happens when people have no investment in their residential community. For all, <coughs> excuse me. For all of these reasons and more, I believe that the residents of our communities are owed at a minimum the process of having their input heard and being notified through the appropriate conditional use process, as is in agreement with the ruling of the zoning administrator. That's really all that I think anyone's asking for. Your decision will set precedent. We appreciate everything that you're doing, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Good evening. Uh, my name is Mitchell Schott. I live at 10051 Humphrey Road. My wife, five-year-old daughter, and three-month-old son. I've come here tonight to bring to your attention that another property in Sims Township is being used as a short-term rental, uh, and I don't believe has filed for a conditional use permit at this time. Um, this property is located next door to our house with an address of 10047 Humphrey Road. This house was purchased in March of 2021 and renovated by an out-of-state investor. When the house did not sell, they began using it as a short-term rental in December of 2021. This house is being advertised on the Airbnb website as a six-bedroom home that can comfortably sleep 20-plus guests. With other statements, such as calling it a boutique hotel, it is obvious of the concerns I have with the house next door to me that is being used for large gatherings. There has already been two large gatherings on two separate occasions with 13 plus vehicles parked in the driveway, in the front yard, and in the front yard. I'm worried what the warmer months will bring for my family and my neighbors when these gatherings begin to spill outside. We currently have a beautiful family-oriented neighborhood that is zoned single family. Renting out a house and having it over-occupied does not fit the characteristics of our neighborhood. The regulation of short-term rentals must be addressed by the zoning committee by the way of a text ordinance that clearly sets rules and regulations for how to handle short-term rentals. Before this can be achieved, I ask that the board affirm the zoning determination of the conditional use of the short-term rental following under the bed and falling under the bread and breakfast category which for now requires at least a conditional use permit 
Uh, it is vital that we proceed with caution in order to maintain stability in our neighborhood, conserve our property values, and to protect the safety of all the residents that have chosen to live here. Thanks. Good evening. I'm the last one. Um, my name is Art Jarvis. I live at 10089 Meadowville Drive. I'm across the street and two or three houses down from the house that we're talking about. Most of these people have done a fantastic job saying what I would have already said, so I'm not going to repeat myself. The one thing I always say to people is the best decision my wife and I ever made was to move to this, this part of Cincinnati. Lived here all my life in Cincinnati. Lived there for 24, lived at our house for 24 years. Uh, God willing, be there another 20 years. Um, in my head, over the last 24 years, I'm pretty sure I've paid six figures in real estate taxes to uh, things around here. So, uh, and I'm not going to use the word that I'm happy to pay those, but I'm satisfied in paying those because we believe that we are getting uh, a good return on our investment. We have a fantastic community, the people that are in our neighborhood, the ones that were originally there back in 1998, the new ones that have moved in with. One of the wonderful things about the, the neighborhood is the kids. There has been a, almost, there's been a huge turnover in the neighborhood. There's kids running around the street playing. There's, there's a dozen kids in the field playing baseball and stuff. So the, not only have we had a great neighborhood, it has continued to be a great neighborhood. The neighborhood has an ebb and a flow, right? 24 years, and I'm becoming a little bit of a grumpy old man. You know, you feel things. Things, things are just normal in the neighborhood, okay? Things have not been normal in the neighborhood for a while. Um, you see things going on, and you know, like for instance, there was a sports team in, in the front yard of that house that we're talking about. Back then, I was like, and, and, and one or two 15-passenger vans sitting there. I looked up there, and you know, my first impression is they must, they must, teach, must coach some kind of club sports team or something like that. They're getting ready to head off somewhere. But then there's other stuff. It just, and as they talked about, it just keeps changing. There's all kinds of different people. And honestly, if my kids were young, I would be much more upset about what's going on. So to, to cut it short, again, I'm happy to pay the taxes I pay. I love the neighborhood we're in. But if this is going to be the way the neighborhood goes, I will go somewhere else. Because that value, the value that I perceive, the law of averages, something bad is going to happen okay it wasn't that long ago 15 20 years ago uh, off of rich road there's chatham woods neighborhood they had a brothel in their neighborhood those are four or five hundred thousand dollar houses now that was running a brothel out of the house okay so we live in a great neighborhood but guess what stuff does happen okay and the more turn i i had no idea that there had been 50 different people or groups there okay i, I honest, honestly i don't pay that close attention again if you're having that much turnover somewhere along the line something good's not going to happen okay also the house that was just mentioned tonight i didn't i didn't know what was going on with that house until you guys sent out the information to me the one zero 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 seven bent creek been, I drive past her almost every single day. Kind of scratch your head, what's going on, what's going on? Well, I found out tonight what's going on there. It's the same deal, okay? 
again, it's it's for me. I'm an investment guy. It's what's the value, okay? If you start having these things come into the neighborhood, to me, the perceived value of that neighborhood is now. I would never buy in a neighborhood where there's Airbnbs or that kind of short-term turnover. So, anyway, I spoke way longer than I meant to, but uh, just thanks for as everyone else said, thanks for your time. All right, and I guess I should ask that we make some adjustments, whatever that is, to put a stop to this. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'll make this brief. I wasn't planning on talking tonight. Um, my name is Laura Ansara. I live at 9979 Bent Creek Drive. Um, it is the same street where of the other property of these owners that have um, are being talked about tonight, um, the owners of the Meadow Knoll property. Um, I just am bringing, I of course echo everything that has been said as a resident. Um, I would like to give a little bit of perspective too, since I am a licensed realtor, um, my concerns about having um, an Airbnb, more than one in the neighborhood. Um, I Forgive me if you have extended knowledge about Airbnbs, but assuming that someone on the panel may not, um, the people that own these properties they are property owners, but they are truly investors. And they are not interested, they are generally not interested in owning one or two properties. They are interested in acquiring multiple properties and many times in the same neighborhood because it makes it more convenient for them to take care of these properties when they are closer together. And also, if they're doing well in that neighborhood, of course they're going to want to stay in that neighborhood because it's generating income for them. So how would you feel um, if there's not just one or two Airbnb properties in your neighborhood, but say a few years from now, 10% of the homes are Air Airbnbs. You see what I'm getting at? There's more denigration of property values and a perception of community uh, in the neighborhood. Um, there's also another thing, oh, our street also has um, a number of children that are under the age of 10, um, and we have a concern for their safety already with traffic of where we live in the neighborhood, and of course this is going to increase traffic in an already busy place where people who don't normally live there don't understand that, hey, I've got to watch out for kids on this street. Our neighbors know that. There are some that don't pay attention to it, but um, we've gotten more awareness now for people to pay attention to that. So that is a concern of mine. Um, I also wanted to um, talk about property value. We know now it is a seller's market. It's a name your price kind of a market for sellers, but it's not always going to be that way. It's gonna balance out eventually, we don't know when, and there's gonna be a time where um, we may need to disclose as a realtor or as a seller, you may need to disclose that there is an Airbnb next door to you or across the street from you. No, it's not a law now, but if, even if it doesn't become a law, it's not gonna be listed in MLS. The realtor may not tell a potential buyer, but you know who they're going to find out from? The neighbors, because most of the time when a prospective buyer is looking at a house, they talk to the neighbors to get more of a feel for the neighborhood. So um, I think 
you know, people, when we get into a more balanced market and you can't name your price, it's going to affect what, you're, what we're going to get for our homes in Sims Township um, or even scaring buyers away completely. Um, and then I would just like to put in the minds uh, of everyone here is what is our recourse if there are Airbnbs and there are continually problems by renters who have no ownership in the home? If, if we go to the owners and they do nothing about anything, I mean, their concern is their business, not about keeping the neighborhood happy. So, um, you know, I'll view that as a rhetorical question. What's our recourse? I don't know what it would be. We'd basically have to live with it, I guess. So, thank you. Anyone else? Okay, we're going to stop here for a moment. We're about to go into deliberation to consider this issue, but I thought maybe we might have other questions for staff or the attorney present based on what you've heard that you might want to ask. I don't have any questions. I've got a hundred questions, but I don't think I'll ask them. Okay, we're going to go into deliberations now. You get to be quiet and watch, and we get to make fools of ourselves. I think I'll start because I've been sitting here knowing that most of the testimony by our public audience has been off point because we're looking at an interpretation of the code. I think we should have been reading the code as opposed to listening, but it's, it gives us good flavor for what we're, what we're looking at and, dis, and discussing. So I think it, it reflects on what the staff was looking at when they were coming up with this interpretation, and it gives us a good color for it. So let's kind of go through it. Um, we have a definition that they've provided us that is really, really relevant. We've all heard it. We've, all, we've heard it from the applicant. We've heard it from the attorney for the staff. And let's see if I can just repeat it again. It was even in their letter, bed and breakfast. A private owner-occupied residence with one to three guest rooms, one to three guest rooms, not four guest rooms, one to three guest rooms contained within that structure and operated so that guests reside at the home for no longer than two consecutive weeks. No kitchen facilities may be provided for use by guests. We're deliberating now. I'm, I'm, I'm reading that, but I'm expressing my opinion. How in the hell can that possibly be considered an Airbnb? I can't see a bed and breakfast being an Airbnb. Not private owner occupied, totally rented out. Who knows how many guest rooms, limited here to three, operated so that guests reside in the home for not longer than two consecutive weeks. This Airbnb can be rented for a year. They're, they're hanging their hat on the fact that a private homeowner can rent their house out for a year. They're hanging on their hat that they're in that same category but can shorten that time frame because they're just like the homeowner who rents their house out for a year or much less than a year, a weekend or a day. No kitchen facilities? Are you kidding me? 
They couldn't rent it out if it didn't have kitchen facilities. It's not a bed and breakfast, by definition. So the question becomes, what on earth is this? I want to look at a couple of other definitions in here. One of which is residential, single family, detached. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? The structure that they're calling an Airbnb or a bed and breakfast is a single detached family home, structurally. A dwelling designed for and occupied by no, not more than one family. My first reaction to that phrase is, one family for how long? Do they mean residential single family detached home as in just for the weekend? Or are they thinking of it as a longer term issue? As that, for one family, as that term is defined in this article and surrounded by open space or yards in which has no roof or floor in common with any other dwelling unit. Well, the one word in there in that entire definition that's relevant, one family as that term is defined in this article. Family, a group or group of persons occupying a premises and living as a single housekeeping unit. Do you think an Airbnb customer for a weekend is occupying this as a single housekeeping unit? I don't think they're making the beds. Distinguishing that from a group occupying a boarding house, fraternity, sorority house, hotel, or other type of, oh my God, other type of contractual living quarters. Isn't that what this is? Other type of contractual living quarters? Right after the word hotel? Let's go to hotel. A building containing more than four individual rooms for purpose, my house has more than four individual rooms, for purpose of providing for periods not exceeding 30 days. Well, they're talking about how many, how much time? 30 days, overnight lodging or facilities to the general public for compensation with or without meals and which has common facilities for reser reservations and cleaning services, combined utilities and on-site management and reception. I, to me, this Airbnb sounding a little bit more like a hotel. It may not be a single family residential unit that fits the definition of, of a bed and breakfast, where you don't miss, you, you got four things wrong with that definition of a bed and breakfast. You got, well, three or four things wrong with hotel. It may not be either one, but it seems to me it's more like a hotel. Four, four rooms, I got more than four rooms in my house. I'm just not operating it as an Airbnb. Occupying it for exceeding 30 days? Well, this is even less than 30 days. What is it that we're calling this Airbnb? I don't think you call it a single family residential unit, detached or otherwise. I don't think you call it a family. I don't think it's necessarily a hotel, but it's closer to a hotel than a bed and breakfast. And when you get down to it, if you look at the zoning categories, we have a list of these. If you go to the, the index, the uh, table of contents, 
We've got a double A residential district. We have an A residence district, an A2 residence district, a B, a B2, a C, a D, an O, and then you get to E. And when you get to the E residence district, by the time you've gotten there, you have read through all these pages and each one of them lists single family dwelling. Single family dwelling, one after another, and you get to E and it becomes something else that starts listing. I've lost E is on what page here? 64? Yeah, 64. Single family dwelling. It allows within the single family dwelling category of an E district. Single family dwelling, two family dwelling, multiple family dwelling, attached condominium, boarding house, dormitory, fraternity or sorority, nursing convalescent and continuing care home facility. And then it lists the retail facilities that you can have under that. And they list bed and breakfast under E. So where does an Airbnb go? I don't know that it fits in any of those first ones as single family dwelling, family units. It, if it goes anywhere, Airbnb in my mind goes somewhere under e-residence district. That would be by definition, it's not there now, but if, if you were having to put it somewhere, I'd put it there. We're not being asked to amend the code here, but we are interpreting the code. I don't think Airbnb is what we've heard to tonight fits anywhere in, the, in all the other residential districts, except maybe an E by what it's described. So I can't, I can't, I cannot accept, in my opinion, the interpretation of our staff that says it's a bed and breakfast. I would call it a commercial business enterprise that doesn't fit single family dwelling, doesn't fit in any of those residential district codes, and however you define it, use any words you want, it doesn't fit. It That's doesn't, my view. I agree that it doesn't fit, but what category do you want to put it under? Do you want to put it under? Because we have to choose some sort of I don't. I don't know that we do. They're saying they want us to. I say it's a commercial business activity. If you look at what Airbnbs are being done in the, in the state of Ohio, they are being licensed and taxed and operated as businesses. This is, in my, in my judgment, this is no different than taking a single family house in any subdivision in Sims Township and making it a used car lot or an automobile repair facility. This, is, this business is just being conducted within the four walls and under the roof. It's a, okay. commercial, it's a commercial business. So where does the longer term revenues, um, like with multiple leases, you know, multiple months, where does that currently sit in the budget I mean, if I'm going to rent out my house yeah. or your house for 12 months to somebody, where is that currently fit? I think, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think, I don't know that the code does, but our attorney might be able to tell us. We think of renting out houses as the 
homeowner, renting it out because he's now living somewhere else, and he's making a, making money off of it. It's, it's a business activity, but it's not the generating gigantic business enterprise. Just because it's not incorporated or LLC, it's still a business it's definitely a business enterprise. Oh, well, it's I don't know that's about that. Yeah. Okay, but it's a matter of what you mean by the term, but okay. I, I just was yeah. asking the question. I understand. To, you know, whether if you're renting it for 12 months, three months, mm -hmm. or six months, you know, is where does that stand in regards to the code? That's just my question. I mean, I, you may not have the answer, maybe. Um, maybe, maybe our attorney does, but as yeah, a, as a right, general background you matter, could, you, could, you could make a possible callable argument. Yeah, it could fit into that category. Possible. Yeah. I mean, that's the argument that the homeowner, the property owner, is making. Well, I'm saying it's. Yeah. Do I agree with that argument? But I'm saying is, mm -hmm. I agree with what you're saying. Believe me, I don't see any category. I don't see a category where, where this either. But you, but you have to remember what the categories are. The category about bed and breakfast is all about conditional use. It's not a granny house. It's not a bed and breakfast either. I can't support the interpretation that this is a bed and breakfast. In the same way, it's hard to call it a hotel. So do we have? Does it have to already have another category? Other than being a commercial enterprise, I, I don't think it has to. Yeah, I think your initial, you know, um, question to the zoning um, representative was that it's just business. It's just a business, and it needs to qualify and fall under that category. That's what I think. It's hard. To, it's hard for us to say, oh. We're, we're writing the code and this is how it fits or well, we this is the, the code. right we can't yeah. exactly we're interpreting the code and it's hard for us to flip through 100 pages trying to figure out where's that definition and I don't I don't find it but it ain't a bed and breakfast well, so somewhat opposed to that view. I don't think that there's any good place to put a short-term rental. I don't, I don't see any of that. Um, I do think moving forward that if there are going to be Airbnbs, and I think people will have the right to buy a property, do a lot of things that they want to do with it. Um, but I don't think that they should be able to do it unchecked. And having a conditional use makes them come before a board, a group, get some sort of approval from someone somewhere um, that says, hey, this could be a brothel. No, that's not allowed. Those types of things. And, and that's part of what zoning does. So I think moving forward, in specifically here, um, I, I don't like the definition of the bed and breakfast. Honestly, to me, it seems like that's a very generous definition where they were trying to be generous to the property owners and say you can come and get this conditional use variance if you want that. Um, so I'm, I'm not opposed to calling it a bed and breakfast or putting it in that category at all. Well, let's dialogue so, with that. We know that you guys are all kind of new to this, so we'll, we'll just, we'll do the fighting with each other part. <laughs> My line of thinking is pretty much on my I look at the 
part one which someone referenced in terms of the whole purpose behind this is for the purpose of promoting health and safety and morals and health and general welfare of the residents of the community. And you know, just listening to the testimony that was shared today and thinking about um, the purpose for why people move into the community, I really look at the importance of having a process that checks and ensures that there's some compatibility
pass an ordinance and say, as some little townships have across Ohio, well, put it in the same category as a bed and breakfast. They've done it. We're not, we wouldn't be the first. Treat it the same way. But right now, the definition of bed and breakfast does not fit. I don't think we can say it does because we're lying to ourselves to get the result we want. That's, that's my view. That's where I stand. Yeah. That's where I stand. Yep. So I don't like it. Right. But I have to look at what the code says. Right. You know, and, we, and we and we tell can't them. make up something that. Right. Don't don't make your ruling based on the result you and want in real life. The job is at the township, the legislators. And we've been told by our staff that they're working on it. It should work a little faster. They've got more in the community than we do. But we're just dismissing what the inspector went through. I mean, in his opinion, and from the cases and examples that, that, that this kit is being used as an Airbnb, correct? Yeah. So we're dismissing his experience, his expertise, by saying that um, you know, we, it, it, we, we, we go against his decision. We're reading the same code. It's your judgment about what the code is. And you can be you can be deferential to their interpretation. He also knows what the code is. I understood. I understand entirely. And we each make an individual judgment here and vote our own our own judgment. My judgment, my vote will be it is not a bed and breakfast. I don't see it in the words, and I think the staff was trying to reach a result that they can administer more easily when I think the job is for the trustees to pass something and deal with Airbnbs, regulate them. What they've done in the city of Cincinnati is they've imposed a special tax on them or imposed another, a business tax on them like others do. They've, they regulate them, they require certain amounts of insurance and all kinds of other requirements that should be administered. That's not our job. And if, and if you take that to like another level, mm -hmm. you know, that would provide the community at whole more protection than just Correct. a basic use. That, that's, I, that's something program. I thoroughly agree with. So so now, I've dominated this discussion and don't mean to. So you've heard everything I think about it. You got, the four of you can talk among yourselves or say, I've heard enough that I think I can make a, my, make a vote of my own. But remember, the choices are three. We agree with that interpretation. We disagree with that interpretation. It's not that. Or we come up with something else. I can't come up with something else that I see in the code. So you're not saying that it should be hotel-motel definition? I, well, it no could as easily as be as a bed and breakfast. Well, let's, let's go back to hotel. Let's look at what that definition is again. Is that zoning? That was actually one of my questions. Hotel, what? Hotels and motels are just zoning. general use or zoning. are they zoning? E. E. So right. then they would have to be before the... But bed and breakfast is also in E. Okay. Hotel or motel, a building containing more than four individual rooms, most fam single family homes do, Nope. Right, that qualifies so far. 
for the purpose of providing for periods not exceeding 30 days. We've almost kind of heard that Airbnbs tend on average to be under 30 days. Right. We heard the one Airbnb owner said, well, probably at least 12. And we're hearing that it's a lot less than that in other cases. Overnight lodging to the general public, publicly advertised, for compensation, absolutely. With or without meals, well, yeah, you don't have to use the kitchen. It's gone 100% so far, and which has common facilities for reservations. Well, I don't know about the building having that, but the owner's providing that, the manager's providing that. Cleaning services. I, like I said, I don't think those B&B residents are making the beds the day they leave. Combined utilities and on-site management, I don't know about that, and reception. But yeah, there's going to be somebody on site who gives them the key and lets them in. Can we Maybe vote? it's a hotel. Can we vote what we feel uh, either for the um, inspector's uh, decision or against the inspector's decision? <coughs> but can we vote either way with recommendations to the board of commissioners and say, hey, We've got a lot of vagueness here. We need to tighten it up. We need to be more clear and more specific. Can we do that? Can we? Absolutely, you can. You, you, yeah, the you council tells us you can. You can see. You can make that statement outside of your right, action on this case. You cannot include that in your motion or vote on that tonight. No. But you can make a public statement on that. Uh, As a statement of the board, completely separate I mean, from I this case. Yes. If I was issuing a decision tonight to put it under the hotel hotel. I, I might be too. I mean, that, um, that would be a much yeah. cleaner way to right. interpret it that I could. I, I was like I was kind of turned around when I read that just now. That you could you could yeah. be, be the, the definition. Right, Gary. Let's go back to your your suggestion. We can do what you want to do in two steps. We can vote our ruling in step one without making the recommendation to the board as part of the ruling. Then separately in our agenda, we can pass a resolution recommending to the trustees strongly that they strongly recommending to the trustees that they adopt a, they adopt an ordinance or a specific language in the code for Airbnbs. But why couldn't we if we decided amongst each other to just change the classification the hotel motel instead of bed and breakfast. Give him space a second. We can, they've told us twice, you can interpret it what it is. Right. They're saying interpret it as a B and B bed and breakfast and we don't think it is. If hotel fits, we can tell them. Airbnb fits as a hotel if you get majority vote here. Right, that's what I'm saying. We can right. we can re we can either accept, reject, or modify. modify. Absolutely. Right. So, so I'm, I'm, so, so and modify is hotel, right? Modify to, as hotel. If you can get hotel and hotel. If you can get two more of us to agree with that, you got it done. And that still provides the the steering of what I guess they would find established. 
that goes back to, I think, my my well, interpretation I mean, of all I, this I is yeah. that statement, but to say that's what you know, you know, thing we don't want to just legislate a decision for the purpose of making a decision. I'm trying I'm trying to get away from legislating. Right. I want the trustees to do the legislating. Right. I I have this this thing that's eating at me. Okay, and I'll, I'll open it up and tell you. Okay, I'm not saying that a a, a an owner of a residence cannot do this, this, or this. But I'm saying is if you are truly aware of what's happening here in Sims Township, of what the categories are, and if you choose as an owner of, of a, a private property and you want to use it as rental property, why not get the condition or the license, the, the, the license to avoid this. This all could have been avoided, very simply. Okay, I want to use an Airbnb. What would I have to do? Uh, there's an additional licensure that you have to do. Then do it. You know, why go through this? Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like it's so unnecessary. Just do what what's available out there. I just don't think that you private owner really did much research. Mm -hmm. And just use this as, hey, I can make some money, uh, commercial property, and they have a right to. But every community has its own standards. And when did they follow? By getting the right licensure. Welcome to the party, Gary. Okay, and that's what's bothering me. This has got to be one of the most interesting is. issues they've ever had to bring before us. You'll, you'll go to meetings from now on and just go, oh, they just want to build a swimming pool. How wonderful. It'll be Out of the neighborhood. Yeah. We have a fence. So, so you've got a real challenge here tonight. And so if we choose to modify and go with the hotel definition, will that still require public hearing and the steps necessary to further that? Well, remember now, you're going to, you're, you're implying what's the result I want. As to just, but think about the definition. Are you satisfied with the definition in itself? Because that's really what we're being asked to do. We're not asked being asked to legislate. We're not asked to being ruled that they can or they can't. But I don't think there's any problem with asking what the consequences of modifying. You're asking to modify something, and then you don't want us to ask what the consequences. Well, are. we're not. We're not in the job of modifying. I think we're in the job of interpreting the. The code is this a is this a bed and breakfast? We think it's not. Some of us think it's not. We, do we think it's? Do some of us think it's a hotel? Well, perhaps it is. Perhaps we think it's a hotel. We can say that's what we think this use is is a hotel. It's a poor choice of words, but when you read the definition of hotel, it it, it fits it. This is Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It's this definition of hotel. So I think that's a reasonable result is to interpret it as a hotel. Just reach that result because that's how you read it, not that it gets you the result you want. That gets into, in my view, legislating, which is the job of the elected trustees, not an appointed board, where all we have is one, one little step ahead of everybody in the audience. We've got just that much more authority. 
They vote, we vote publicly on, on election day. We're not much more decisive than that. The trustees are the ones who have been given the, given the confidence of the community to make these decisions. Let them legislate it. Let us interpret it. If you think it's a hotel, we can vote it's a hotel. We could even vote first, do we think it's a B&B? &B? Then we could vote if it, we don't think it's not. We could vote, is it a hotel? And if it's not, then we could say, is it a commercial business of some kind? And say, that's all we know. You know, throw it back in their lap. We're not, we're not the trustees. My view. I'm going to be more informal and more empowering on the go. Hey, Brian. <laughs> a hotel motel, is that a conditional use? No, <clears throat> it would require a zone change. So all of the ones that are in single family neighborhoods would have to stop operating as Airbnbs and they wouldn't be able to get a retail zone approved in the middle of a neighborhood likely. So nobody would be able to do them. What did he say? What? Oh. <coughs> the individual property would have to be rezoned. So it, it can't be run a as home, a hotel. You'll have, right. a, you'll have it zoned as a house, and then you'll have this special zoning for this one house that, that is commercial in theory. That is, you can't do spot zoning. That's why I said that you won't be able to do them. Right. Okay. Because then once that business leaves, what stops some other business from coming in and slipping sort of and all that kind of stuff? All right. Stop nodding, everybody. Do you want to vote on something? Now nodding. I'm ready to vote. I'm ready to vote. I'm ready to vote. Whether this is or so okay. your um, your, you your your motion needs to be in the uh, affirmative in some fashion. You right. need to make a motion. It is or it is. I'd like to I'd like to make a motion to see whether this is or is no, not. No, 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 no. You're saying I make a motion that this is a bed and breakfast, or I make a motion that it yes. is no. not a bed and breakfast. Hold, hold, hold on, one sec. Hold on. Yeah, right. I don't know that you it's can't, you, you can't, can't do a motion that. to it in right. Poll. Right. <laughs> if the board is ready to to make any kind of decision, I would just I'll, let me step back and remind you. Here's your role. Here's this board's role tonight. You can reverse the interpretation of the zoning administrator. You can affirm the interpretation of the zoning administrator, or you can modify the determination of the zoning administrator. And that's how your motion would be formulated. I make a motion to you know, affirm the determination of the zoning administrator, or I make a motion to reverse the decision, the determination. That's how you, the motion would be formulated, because that's your role. Uh, in this case okay, as so this board let's, let's put it into plain english for a second if i say if i say affirm is we're agreeing it's a bed and breakfast mm -hmm. if i say what was it reverse reverse it we're, we're simply saying it's not a bed and breakfast i would encourage you not to reverse the decision i mean you have we're, the authority to but i would we're, we're making our own decisions here let's go back to that I could reverse it and say it's not a bed and breakfast. 
or I can modify it. And by modifying it, we are saying that the ruling of the staff was that it is a bed and breakfast. We're modifying that to mean the ruling of the staff, the, the, the code interprets a bed and breakfast, I'm sorry, the code interprets, is interpreted to say that a Airbnb is a hotel. That's modifying the conclusion that an Airbnb is a bed and breakfast. That, is that modification? Yes, that would be a modification okay. of the... Feel free. Repeat that again. Pardon? Repeat that again. Would you say repeat that again? Okay. Well, the modified. The modified, the modified okay. section, the last one. Let me, maybe this will help. If you are, if you're looking at the staff report, yeah. the very end of the staff report has a section that says board's action, okay? And it says the board is to decide whether to reverse or affirm, wholly or partly, or modify the determination of the administrative official that short-term rental uses shall be included in the use category of bed and breakfast for purposes of zoning administration in Sims Township. Sorry to read that, but that's, the, that's the whole thing. We are talking about the determination that short-term rental uses shall be included in the category of bed and breakfast. If you make a motion to affirm that determination, you are agreeing that short-term rental uses should be considered as bed and breakfast for well, zoning. It should be, but that's what the... Yeah, that that's the, that that's the interpretation. Right. If you modify it, you could modify the determination to say that short-term rental uses shall be included in the use category of, and this board would fill in the blank with whatever you want to put in a motion, for purposes of zoning administration in Sims Township. You do have the authority to reverse it, but what I'm, I'm gonna say, and I think Brian was about to say it, is if you reverse it only, what you're saying is short-term rental uses will not be uh, included in the category of bed and breakfast, but it provides no other guidance or interpretation for staff. Thank you, Jeff, that was what I was gonna say. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm prepared to, you know, I'm sure one I don't want. And I think, I think everybody's on board with that. I think that the it's question one, is more, do they partly and modify the remainder? I think that's making perfect what the concern is with the consensus. But one of the other ways to do that is to throw out a motion and or fail and there'll be more discussion and then you can make another motion at, at that time. I mean, I would put out a motion to, I don't, I don't have the exact wording, I don't have the actual decision in front of me, but to modify the uh, interpretation of the uh, zoning Administrator. To modify it in what respect? To modify it to, um, to put short-term rentals in the category of hotel and motel. 
Okay. Is there a second? Does anybody second that motion? <coughs> what? I would. I, I'm putting out a motion to modify the the, the interpretation the interpretation made by the zoning um, administrator. administrator to put the definition of short-term rentals in the category of hotel motels. That's my motion. Okay. <coughs> and that's the third, third option. And so you would need a second. second. Okay. For the moment, for the moment you're standing alone. Let's try let's try a different one. I'll make a motion. That making a motion doesn't define my vote, does it? <clears throat> no, it does not. So there's nothing to vote on until there's a motion and a second. To clarify I, I that move never mind. that we affirm the interpretation of the zoning administrator of Sims Township to interpret short-term rentals such as Airbnbs as a bed and breakfast. Is there a second for that motion? I got a second. You second, I got a second. You second that? Okay. And you second that? Okay. It's been seconded. All in favor? The the motion was the motion was to affirm the determination of the zoning administrator that short-term rentals such as Airbnbs would be included in the use category of bed and breakfast. Okay. That's so, the motion and there was a second. Luann? We got we got a second and a third out of this. No worry. <laughs> Joel and Gary both the second. Is to affirm the yep. And we're ready. Go for it. Miss Harlow. No. Mr. Tripp. Yes. Mr. George. No. Mr. Jameson. Yes. Mr. Fowler. No. Uh, well, the motion fails. Requires three affirmative <coughs> votes. So, one of the things that we've been talking about is what exactly is a short-term rental? Is that a 30 day? That's, that's my stick the motion was just, I would make it, I, would, I, I think somewhere in there we have to say short-term rental is defined by a six-month non-continuous or continuous rental type thing. What are you interpreting? I know, I know. What's it say? It says, I am not a trustee, but I do think that even changing it to, to hotel motel, I think you're still legislating to make sense of that one. I'm so. worried about that too, but when I read it, it was a little scary. Uh, it fit. So 
we don't have any definition, and I think that is one way to convey to the trustee as well. Because, you know, after we sat here and listened to all the testimony of residents, people who live here, work here, play here, those kinds of things, um, of what they want. So that's where that's where I'm coming from. Of I think it would be a guide, and oh, you they're need not to, going to do anything. You guys need to turn and use the microphone. Oh, We're just saying that you guys are all wonderful, and we're thrilled that you guys came out and hung out with us tonight. I, I can't believe you're decided. still here, by the way. Exactly. Uh, I can't believe we're still here either. Let's go back to the interpretation. What happened? I didn't like the idea that we were voting for a result as opposed to interpreting. But what were you trying to? What were you saying to us? What happens if we vote that? This is rejected. We we have not affirmed it. <coughs> it's either reject or modify at this point. What is a simple rejection? Because we could very easily make a motion to reject it. I'm just wondering what you were saying that that meant. If the board's de decision is to reject the determination or interpretation of the zoning administrator, then what you're saying is it does that short-term rentals do not fall under the use category of bed and breakfast, but you are not providing any other interpretation or guidance for staff. So what we will be left with is a, a similar situation of where we are now, which is where are we supposed to, uh, where do we consider short-term rentals in the zoning code? It will still go unchecked, essentially. Isn't that wrong? Isn't that not the case? You, you'd be looking back at the code. You're now looking at not <coughs> breakfast. It's not a granny thing. No, it's not no. A conditional use. That's, that's actually, that's not the case. What Mr. Forbes stated is exactly correct. <clears throat> we had no guidance. The, um, we looked through the entire code. We looked through every definition, um, every category, and every district. And <clears throat> using the our attorneys, your township administrators, and my zoning experience came up with this interpretation based on the best knowledge that we had and the best fit that we could find for this use because there was no place for it, clearly. Um, <clears throat> there was no definition that fitted exactly as you're finding out by reading all the definitions that you're reading, which we did. <clears throat> there's no clear place for that to go. Well, what is that? How is so that if there is no guidance, if there's no guidance, the um, owner of the Airbnb is going to argue what they're arguing, that, that it's single family. We tried to um, categorize it as bed and breakfast, but it was overturned by the Board of Zoning Appeals, so we can't do that anymore. Um, we would have to come up with a new interpretation, and I'm not sure what that would say. Yeah, but it would have to. It would still be. It would still be constrained by the exact same things we're here before today. It would have to pick a category so to administer that use. Do we want to try the motion of hotel reinterpretation and see if that passes? I thought we just did that. No. All we did was reject the uh, bed and breakfast. No, there was a motion for that. It failed for a lack of second. Right. Right. Oh, there was a motion for a hotel, and it had. Oh, that's right. And there was no second. Well, that doesn't keep it from being re-raised, does it? Oh, someone could someone can introduce that motion again, but until it gets a second. See, if if we can't modify it, we just go back 
The choices are rejection and leave it back to them or try the hotel thing. Do we want we can try the hotel thing one more time and then do a rejection motion. Or if I mean, we, we haven't thought of any other categories. I've, I've reinterpreted it as a commercial business. I would think that you can't be a commercial business run in, the, in a single family district. Maybe we can use that one. I'd say I'd interpret this is a commercial business. see if that's permitted in single-family districts. Now they're trying to figure out what to tell So I, I'm comfortable affirming, I'm comfortable affirming the administrator's position modifying the use category to hotel motel if we call this a short-term rental and it's determined by a short-term rental is determined by six months in a day of continuous rental it, is that shorter something than. that is what shorter than six months and while that definition would not be code it's a starting You want to repeat that as a resolution? No, I will tell you, my concern with that is that now you are, by, by defining it, you are, you are doing the more legislative function that is not the role of this board. Hotel is 30 days in the definition there. I still think Hotel Motel is the best, best fit, best fit for the definition. I think that's the best fit. So, you know, you know I'll, I'll make the motion again, you know, in regards to that. So, I'll second it this time. So, I'm making a motion in regards to the zoning um, professional's interpretation to modify their determination to suggest that it would be considered short-term rental, be considered a uh, hotel I second the motion. You ready? Ready? Go. Mr. Trick. I have the motion I'm making a motion to modify the zoning um, commissioners of interpretation to such that short-term rentals would be considered under the hotel motel of definition of the of zoning use category. So we are saying, Inspector, you classified it in error. It should have been in the report designated as a hotel. Not an area. That's what we're saying. Yep, that's the first one. And if Failed. Is classified as Wait. Oh, yeah, you're then right. Then 
No, the, the, the firm one passed. The one the modified failed because it never got second. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So I have to do a motion to ignore this one? No, no, no. So in a residential neighborhood, can that be rezoned? Can that private property property be rezoned as a hotel? I don't know the answer to that. I can, as, as Brian stated, it's almost impossible that this, this property is zoned, the one we're talking about, and most of these is in a you know, residence, residence B district. To do a hotel or motel, it would have to be rezoned to, is it E or O? Yeah. It has, this board has absolutely nothing to do with the rezoning process. That's right. That's done by the Zoning Commission and rec recommendation to the trustees who then legislate. The other committee, the Zoning Board, does that. Luann? Oh, you ready? We're voting on modifying, right? Okay. Mr. Church? Aye. Mr. Deutsch? Yes. Mr. Jameson? Yes. Mr. Fowler? Yes. Ms. Harlow? Yes. That motion passes with five affirmative votes. That's up to the chair. I mean, the, the case has been decided. It, it, feel free. It, this is a public hearing. We, the input of the public well, is welcome. Well, the, the, the public oh, hearing we, portion we, is we, we are past that point. Let us get to kind of adjournment for a moment. Let's, let me get back to the script here. Okay. We've, we've heard BZA 2021-01. Old business, we have none. New business, do we have any? Yeah, we don't, we can't approve any minutes. Do you have any new business for us? No, I do not. Do you have any administrative matters? Um, well, the minutes needed to be approved. We, we can't we approve any minutes. Points. We don't have right. a quorum. Um, the only other thing I was going to bring up is how you wanted your um, materials before the meeting. We used to always send them in the mail. But we're not, yeah, getting, what happened but we're not getting big plans anymore. Well, because of Zoom, we had to do it through email yeah. because, you know, we, you had to be home to... Everything okay. was electronic, let, 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 but we go. don't get the big plans like we used to. I know years ago people said they wanted to see the big plans. Yeah, I, I remember how and important that is. We don't get them is. any. We, don't, we haven't hardly gotten any big plans. Let me talk to the board for just a second. Okay. I think what you're trying to say is you want to just distribute by email. It's up to you if you prefer well, but the old-fashioned. Right, I we have a we have a preference. Okay. I live a quarter mile. I I I go walking 
through the, the commercial district right there, that the, that that uh, commercial area. I'm a walk from from where the township is. Are you all close enough that you could stop by and pick up any printed materials if you want to print materials? Yes, yes. There's some expense involved in mailing it out to us, and they've done it for years. They've never. They've never asked us to do it any differently. They've always mailed the stuff yeah, to us. And I've always said, I'll come pick them up. I'll save you <laughs> the postage. We could all just say, send it to us an email. If we want them, we'll come ask you to print them out copies for us. I agree. Okay? Uh, I'd like to send an email. Pardon? Send an email. Oh, yeah. No, send an email. email. But if but we, we call her and say, we'll come pick it up, we want to see the paper, we can do that. Does that work for you, Luann, or do you need to call the roll? I like the roll. Okay. okay. All right. I know it's fine, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to wait for our administrative matters. Okay. We're adjourned. Now, does somebody want to say?